My name is Nicholas Haskins, and over the past 40 years, I have fallen in love with creating in my kitchen. I believe in scratch cooking, fresh ingredients, and positive energy. Join me on this culinary journey as we discuss the weekend food, and I break down a recipe step-by-step for you to make it home. Welcome to Nikolai's Kitchen. Hi, and welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I am so thrilled that you're tuning in for my continuing culinary journey of scratch-made food and positivity. If you're somebody who's wondered where the show has been for the last few weeks, well, I'm going to tell you. If you're brand new, welcome. It's absolutely amazing to have each and every one of you here And I absolutely love you. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for anyone that has taken a little bit of their time to plug me into their ears today. Right out of the gate, I want to talk a little bit about the upcoming live stream for The Cure. Now, it's still several months away at this point, but mark those calendars. Get out your phone, your computer, your Blackberry if you still use one, whatever. (laughs) Just mark your calendars. May 19th to May 23rd, I am going to be joined by podcast partners, content creators from around the world, over 50 hours over those five days, and we're going to attempt to raise $15,000 for the Cancer Research Institute, who researches immunotherapy for a future immune to cancer. Just imagine the world that this could be, immune to cancer. Go to livestreamforthecure.com. That, I believe, links to the Facebook page. I honestly can't remember at this point in time. (laughs) Or you can follow the event on social media. Just search for Livestream for the Cure. You will find the event and all the information about segments, about guests, about everything can all be found there. I want to have a big, big shout out, not just to all of my existing patrons. Thank you so, so much. I hope that all of my top tier patrons are getting ready because I'm going to be releasing the lineup of sauces that they're going to be able to pick from very, very soon over on Patreon, as well as announcing the February charity. But I also want to have a huge, huge shout out here to Gerald Morris, my good friend and uh, producer of Livestream for the Cure. He was on site last year and he's going to be on site again this year and just subscribed at the $2 level. Gerald, uh, my hat is off to you, brother. Thank you so, so much for your generosity, for all of your amazing support over the years. It's It's been an absolute honor to know you, and I'm absolutely, absolutely thrilled that you've, uh, you've decided to support the show. It means the absolute world to me. Everybody, even if you're somebody who can't necessarily, I completely get it. Believe me, I absolutely understand, especially during this pandemic, how tough it can be. But those of you who are making this dream a reality, who pay for this show, who pay for me to do this thing that I love to do, I love you so much. And I am so eternally grateful for each and every one of you. Speaking of those sauces, ladies and gentlemen, that's the VIP reward again for the top tier patrons for spring of 2021. I am going to be giving away a set of those sauces. I'm going to make six. You get to pick three. And one lucky winner who leaves a review and a rating over on Apple Podcasts sometime after the you know the previous one 
just get over to Apple Podcasts. The link is down in the show notes. And if you want to sign up to receive all of my subscriptions quarterly, make sure you sign up down in the notes. You can find the Patreon link, everything down in the show notes, or go to NikolaisKitchen.com. It'll literally link you to absolutely everything. So where have I been? What has been happening? And this week in food is probably going to get kicked right out of the show this week because I've got so much to talk about to you guys here. And I also cooked so much stuff since, obviously, haven't released a regular episode since the 18th of January. By the time you're hearing this, that was almost a month ago. I just I've cooked so much stuff. Homemade roasted tomato soup with homemade grilled cheese sandwiches, shepherd's pie, cottage pie, technically, to be fair, a lot of pizzas, a lot of different things you're actually going to be hearing about in Quick Bite episodes that are going to be released periodically as we go forward all throughout the month of February. And you're also going to be getting, of course, in this episode, the first random recipe challenge. I'm going to be talking all about hot dogs and risotto. (laughs) Just saying it seems silly to me whenever I say it. I made, you know, the random recipe challenge, but we're also going to be kicking off another new segment and basically another new episode style because it's really probably going to just take up the entire episode format is Table for Two, where I'm going to be joined by some of my favorite people, some of my favorite content creators or what have you, sitting down for a casual conversation and sharing a meal, enjoying a meal or talking about their favorite meal, which I am going to prepare in my kitchen. So that way I can experience a little bit about what they love so much about food. The first guest for that is going to be Dan of Netflix and Swill, also the executive producer of the live stream for The Cure. His help is invaluable. He manages all the guests in the green room when they're coming on and to get on the air. He helps run testing and checking and making sure everybody's uh, settings and everything are perfect. I literally could not do the event without Dan. I literally could not. He is invaluable. So it was only fitting for me. He's also, you know, been one of my best friends for more years than I can count now. I've known him since college and, you know, I'm thrilled, thrilled to have him on to talk about chicken tikka masala. You're going to be hearing a lot of quick bites and a lot of different things in the coming weeks and coming months even about all the different things that I've made during this interim So I'm not going to talk to you about it now. Instead, what I want to talk to you guys about is slowing down. Slowing down, obviously, because there hasn't been a new episode since the 18th of January. And I kind of didn't really announce it with a whole lot of fanfare either. I kind of just disappeared a little bit. I still was posting food posts and different things on social media at Nikolai's Kitchen. Make sure you're following the show everywhere because you'll get at least whatever updates I was releasing. I, and this is, this is tough for me, but I'm so afraid of failing. I'm so afraid of letting people down. I'm so afraid of people giving up on me and walking away. I'm so afraid of not being able to achieve all of the things that I want to achieve. And as a result, I, especially if you're somebody that really knows me very well, you know that I am a very busy person. 
You know that I am literally inundated with project after project after project after project. Livestream for the Cure coming up. This show. Various social media platforms for everything. And plus, I'm also trying to continue a Minecraft series. And I've also got a continuing 7 Days to Die video series over on my YouTube channel. Check that out. Links down in the show notes as well for that. That has been my one escape. That's been my one escape is that 7 Days to Die series. So if you're interested in that, it's like a zombie apocalypse sandbox type game. Voxel game. Kind of like Minecraft. Similar to Minecraft. But, you know, if it had... Well, Minecraft does have zombies in it. Never mind. But, you know, that's just a, a little taste of that. And that's not to mention all the things that I have to do. I have a full-time job, relationships, friendships. I've just got so, so, so many things going on in my life. And I'm constantly adding more. I'm constantly putting more pressure, more stress on myself. I'm so, so hard on myself to try to achieve, to try to succeed to keep working hard. And, you know, a lot of you may not know this about me or, you know, whatever, but like there have been a lot of times that certain people in my life for a long period of my life have told me that I'm going to fail, have told me that I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy or I'm, I'm a loser or I'm not going to be able to succeed. And I want you to know from the bottom of my heart, I don't, truly believe that I don't and I fight against that so hard all the time I work so so hard because I know I'm not going to fail if I really put my heart and soul into things if I really work really really hard I know I can achieve and I know I'm only going to continue on and on to greater and greater things. All I have to do is keep working. And all I have to do is just keep that going. But sometimes, sometimes those voices get back in there. Sometimes I still feel those things, or sometimes I still kind of hear those things echoing around, bouncing around in the echo chamber in my head. And I start to get into my head. It starts to get like a little earworm in there. They're like, oh, why are you doing all this stuff? Got so many different things going on. For what? Losing sleep. Not getting the exercise you'd like. Not getting as much yoga in as you would like. Not spending the time with the people that are the most important to you. Not spending as much time as you feel like you should on your friendships, your relationship. Just not doing enough. Look at all the things you have to do, Nick. Look at all the projects you have to do. Oh, here's this writing project. You got to edit this screenplay. You got to get this done. You've got to get that done. You better get that episode edited. You better get that episode recorded. You've got another episode of Seven Days to Die yet ready to premiere tomorrow. You've got another episode of Triton Craft that's long overdue. Oh, by the way, you have to spend like four hours chatting with Microsoft trying to figure out why they're double charging you for Minecraft, which you haven't played in like a month. Life throws so many things at us and then me just my life the way that i do things and the way that i live i pile an inhuman amount of stuff on my shoulders sometimes and i'm the kind of person that i don't ask for help really 
really. And I am surrounded by such supportive and amazing people. People like Rebecca, who is so amazing, so supportive, and is always there to lift me up and always there to offer me words of love and encouragement. And I'm so, so grateful to have somebody so incredible in my life. Amazing friends and amazing peers in the podcasting community who always tell me how much they value what I do. And that means the world. It means the absolute world. But every once in a while, I just have so much on my plate. I just have so much that I'm staring down the barrel of that I just see the weeks and months and just the absolute soul-crushing amount of work because I've put too much on my shoulders. I've piled too much on because I'm trying too hard. I'm not giving myself the moments that I need to relax and breathe and let go. I'm just so afraid of failing that I will push myself. I will lose sleep. I will sacrifice things. But is that worth it? Is that worth it? Is that something that I should do? Obviously, we all have to compromise and sacrifice at times, but is it worth it to the point of mental and physical exhaustion? It's okay to step back. It's okay to take a breath sometimes. It's okay to say, I need help. It's okay to say, I can't do this this way. I can't continue on this way. I have to change something. I have to stop. I have to look at all that stuff down the barrel and I have to prioritize and I have to say, okay, this is my project right now. Nothing else matters. And you work on that and you get some of it done and then you put it away and then you take out the next thing and you focus your mind. Yoga has helped me so, so much with this, with just breathing, letting the world go quiet, letting everything empty out of me. It's so hard sometimes in life. And I know if you're out there listening to this, you have your struggles too. And I know how hard it must be to deal with some of the things that you're dealing with. And some of the things you're dealing with, I have no idea because I've never dealt with them personally. But one of the things I tried to take forward from my divorce, one of the things that I really, really wanted to make a conscious effort to change about my life was how I react to people was how I treat people. Because I spent too much of my life, way, way, way too much of my life, just mired, dragged down, anchored by negativity. And I don't have any want to be negative anymore. All I want is positivity. All I want is to build people up. All I want is to exude rays of positivity like sunshine. I want to put so much goodness out there that you feel the warmth. And maybe 
maybe in those moments when you guys are having trouble, when it's a little tough for you, or maybe you're not focusing as much as you should, or you're having trouble prioritizing and you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling stressed and you're feeling like you got to rush and you're feeling like everything is caving in. You can stop and you can breathe. Let it go. You deserve a day. You deserve to just put it down, stand up, step back and say, I need to focus on me right now. I need some self-care. And that's one of the reasons why the Seven Days to Die series was born, because I just needed an escape. I needed to escape into something that wasn't anything else I was doing. I just felt so, so overwhelmed. And even though doing that meant that I was spending less time focusing on the other things that also needed my attention, everything I was doing was unsustainable. I was putting way too much pressure on myself. I do still put way too much pressure on myself. I always will put too much pressure on myself. It is my very nature. I refuse to settle for second best. I refuse to settle for mediocrity. I have to succeed and I have to achieve. And I will continue to work hard to make dreams come true and to reach further and further toward those goals that are so important to me. To sell a screenplay, to publish. to get this podcast, to get this positivity, to get this goodness out into more hearts and minds, to make sure that my kids are taken care of to the best of my ability, to make sure that they have more in life than I have, to make sure that my girlfriend knows that she is absolutely the most important person in the world to me and how absolutely, utterly grateful I am to have someone so amazing in my life to raise $15,000 and beyond with the live stream for the cure to help fight for a future immune to cancer. So I don't have to tell stories like about my friend Jake anymore to continue to work, to pay down debts, to make sure that I push myself ahead further and better financially so that I can be in a better position to better take care of myself and my family. All of these things are Everyone's struggle. Everyone has some of these different things. Maybe your screenplay is a car. But we all have those things and we all just have a workload sometimes that is just looming over us. Take a moment. Step back and breathe. Just let go. Is the world going to end if you just take a day to get right with yourself, to get right in your head, and to realize that when you are at your best mentally, when you're at your best emotionally, full of positive energy, moving forward, that you can succeed far, far better than if you stress yourself out, push yourself forward to the point of exhaustion and beyond, trying to do literally everything all at once, trying to do too much. Just slow down, 
You are enough. What you do is enough. Believe in yourself. I believe in you. Surround yourself with people who believe in you, who will build you up. And that way, when you're reeling, when life knocks you back against the ropes and it's backing you into the corner and it's giving you a few of those big Ric Flair chops, woo! You can relax. I had to do the woo. I'm sorry. (laughs) Breathe. Just let go. You will endure. Those dreams are still dreams, and those dreams are going to still be right there, even if you take a day, even if you rest and relax and give yourself time to heal a little bit mentally. Get a change of scenery. I know that's tough in a pandemic, but get a change of scenery. Start a new hobby. Work on something different. Work on something else for a moment just take a break just breathe and believe in yourself above all else if you take nothing away from all this and I know this was probably pretty meandery but that's okay because I had to get it out here with my absolute sincerest apology in the delay in content And I can't promise you that it's always going to be just 100% consistent. I can't promise you that I'm not going to feel overwhelmed again. I know I will. I know I will. And I will do my best to let you guys know that I'm okay and that I just need a moment to step back, to reassess, to focus, and to move forward in love and happiness with nothing but positive energy exploding from me. That's all I can do. I'm going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. When I come back, it's time to talk about the random recipe challenge. I put hot dogs in a risotto. (laughs) Every time I say it, it gets funnier to me. You don't want to miss this. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so, so much for just listening through that positivity segment back there. And, you know, as I try to kind of meander my way through my feelings and kind of meander my way through my emotional state, it's become very, very important to me over the past couple of years to just, I never want to hold anything in. I need it all to be out there. I need 
to put it out there because number one, it helps me to find release. It helps me to find relief and comfort. And then I always want to put positivity and positive energy out there because if you're having a bad day, if one of you, whoever's listening to this or whoever's reading one of those posts on social media, if you are having a bad day and all you need to read is that I believe in you and I love you, I'm so, so proud to know you. Maybe that's all they need to turn their day around. Maybe that's all they need to start moving in a better direction. And I really, really wish with as negative as the world has become, with as negative as people in this world have become about everything, I really, really wish more than anything that more people would just stop and just put love and positive energy out into the world. Back during the restaurant days, one of my favorite things, probably my favorite thing, if I had to really pick something about that show that I really loved, was the Random Recipe Challenge. Now, I know most of you, if not all of you, are probably very familiar with the Food Network show Chopped. So that's kind of the initial genesis of where the Random Recipe Challenge came from. And, you know, in Chopped, if you're not familiar with it, if you're one of the three people out there who hasn't seen that, it's, there's like 50 seasons of it. It's ridiculous. Food Network churns those things out. There's like 18 seasons a year. <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, basically, you as a chef, you have this whole pantry and this whole massive kitchen at your disposal. And then you get a basket with a bunch of random ingredients in it that you have to work into a dish. And obviously I can't open a basket because you guys can't like prepare a basket for me, but I can do one better and I can have you guys submit random ingredients that I then choose from. Now, I am not nearly as experienced as chef and I'm definitely not experienced with some things, but I always want to challenge myself to step outside of my comfort zone at least one way and make something I wouldn't normally make or incorporate ingredients that I don't know if they're going to work together or not, or I don't know how well they're going to taste. Sometimes it's things that I really, really don't have a good track record with or a good history with. But it was the random recipe challenge, among other things, that I first made pasta for. It was the first time I ever made pasta. Now, I love making pasta when I actually have all the right ingredients and I don't make giant wheat tentacles. <laughs> I want to thank everybody on social media, that's Discord, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere out there on the web that submitted ingredients. I had replies coming at me from all over the place. I compiled them into a list and I took a look at all of them. So what I did was I separated this into proteins, ostensibly, and then kind of all of the different sides and seasonings and all those other things. Then at the bottom of that list, I put things that I absolutely in no way, shape, or form will make like cabbage or Brussels sprouts. I'm sorry. People are going to keep choosing them too. I mean, it's especially knowing that I don't like, I really, I hate them. I actually tried to make Brussels sprouts at one point for restaurant for the random recipe challenge. And I gagged, I hated them. I really, really just don't like cabbage or Brussels sprouts. I will, I will promise you that I will try to be open to different things as they get submitted because that's the name of the game. I want to step outside of my comfort zone. But if I know there's something that I'm going to take a bite of it and it's going to make me feel sick, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> so proteins, this is what I got submitted. I wanted to go through all these ingredients here. And again, thank you so much, everybody. 
For proteins, I got ground turkey, boneless chicken breast, chuck roast, pork loin, salmon, and lamb or lamb loin chops. I decided to go simple with this. I went with a boneless chicken breast. And then in terms of all of the other ingredients, I got submitted basmati rice, and then someone else just submitted rice. Cock seasoning, which is this Cajun-type seasoning. It's got a little bit of spice to it. Orange marmalade, mango, red chili powder, ginger, hot dogs, which I know are technically protein, but I stuck them down here. Espresso, dill pickles, fontina cheese, spinach, gluten-free flour, rice again, for whatever reason I have it on here, (laughs) avocado, and tempeh. Tempeh, if you're not familiar with it, is like this soy product from Southeast Asia. So I took a look at this list of ingredients and I decided when I saw rice a few different times, immediately for whatever reason, and this always happens when I do random recipe too, my head will glue to an idea. And my idea was risotto, which arborio rice. So definitely knocks out one ingredient. I can definitely incorporate a bunch of different things with that, like spinach, like red chili powder, and like hot dog. <laughs> I like, I mean, I don't know. So what I actually found, and, and I did not know, I was really, really thinking hopefully they were going to taste more like sausage. They did not, but I found organic chicken hot dogs at Wegmans. It was important for me to get hot dogs that didn't have pork in them because Rebecca doesn't eat pork. And there was a time at least, you know, over the one weekend when she was here, when I was going to make this, that she was going to be eating it. Our plans changed and I didn't get to make it for her. So it wouldn't have mattered too much in that end anyway. But, you know, for hot dogs, these were good, but they were still hot dogs. They still very, very much had a hot dog like consistency and taste to them. So Take from that what you will. And then I started looking at this list of ingredients and I thought to myself, how can I challenge myself? I've made risotto before. I've made boneless chicken breast before and that's not challenging. Even though I'm putting <laughs> dogs in a risotto, like it, 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 that doesn't matter. How can I challenge myself here? So I took another look at this list and one thing jumped out at me, dill pickles. Dill pickles kind of for some reason started putting me on the relish train. And then I started looking at these other ingredients and I started thinking mango, ginger. Is that not perfect? Perfect for like some kind of mango ginger relish. And what if I serve that mango ginger relish over top of the chicken, over top of the risotto with the hot dogs in it? How is all this going to play? How is all this going to come together? Let me tell you how I did this. First thing I want to do is I want to break down the relish. I will fully acknowledge from the onset here that this is not like truly relish. Like I didn't cut up all these different things and get cucumbers and chuck it into a jar with vinegar and let it ferment and all those kind of things. Like I didn't do any of that. I just bought dill pickles which I don't have a good track record with relish or pickles really, but I can eat a dill pickle like on a burger. I prefer if I'm going to have anything like a bread and butter chip, but like, you know, when I used to eat fast food, like they'll come with the dill pickle slice on there. I can do it. And especially since I met Rebecca and I've started eating fish, I've actually been cooking and using a lot more dill just as a seasoning. So I really wanted to step outside of my comfort zone. Like I said, this was what I went with. I've never made relish before. 
Like I said, I don't remember it fondly. So this is what I did. Two cups of dill pickles. These were Polish spears that I got. Finely diced those up. A cup of pineapple, finely diced up. A yellow onion, finely diced. A bell pepper, finely diced. Ten cloves of garlic, you guessed it, finely diced. A quarter of a cup of white wine. A whole mango. And I haven't even had the chance to tell you guys about my absolute obsession my Serbian butcher knife. I bought this bad boy for myself. I got this gift card for this uh, health thing that I do through work. And I love this thing. The weight of this knife is just amazing. It's so sharp, goes right through a seed pod for a mango, which I've never had anything do before. But I think that that knife has just got that heft and that weight to it. This thing is such a dream to use. I am so, so in love with it. Two tablespoons of grated fresh ginger, a tablespoon of whole grain mustard, a half a stick of butter, two tablespoons of brown sugar, a tablespoon of celery salt, a half a teaspoon of ground turmeric, a tablespoon of white sugar, and one lemon. So I started off by dicing up the onion, the bell pepper, and the garlic, melted the butter in a skillet. Toss all that stuff in there, sprinkling it with the celery salt and the brown sugar. So yeah, trying to kind of use elements, like I looked up a ton of different recipes for relish. I tried to use a bunch of things that I found in recipes like celery and all those kinds of things. So that's why I'm using celery salt instead of just regular salt. I added in the white wine and sauteed all those vegetables until everything got nice and soft. Because you're going to add pickles that have already been brined and everything in here. Didn't seem to me like you would want a great textural difference. Relish is pretty texturally consistent from my recollection anyway. Everything finished up. Then I chucked in the pickles, the garlic, and the mango and just cooked it for a minute just to let it come together, just to kind of perfume that garlic into there and really kind of start to infuse that brine from those pickles into the whole mixture. Then I chucked in the ginger, the mustard, and the turmeric, cooked it for another minute, tossed it together, made sure everything was well combined. I juiced the lemon into this and added that one tablespoon of sugar, cooked it for another minute. Then it comes off of the heat, and now you add in your pineapple. Now, when I originally made this, I didn't include the pineapple. I was making it, and Rebecca was here, and I had her taste it, and, you know, it was missing something. And that's when I initially came up with the white sugar and the lemon. And that seemed to give it a little bit of a bite. That seemed to kind of wake a little bit of it up because it needed, like, a fresh pop, that citrusy kind of fresh pop. Everything else about this was acidic and heavy and the flavors were good everything tasted good it just it needed a little bit of a contrasting element let me tell you the pineapple is perfect it adds a perfect sweetness in there to contrast against all that saltiness all that brininess all that vinegary kind of dill all that stuff the pineapple is perfect it adds that nice tropical sweetness in there Cuts and contrasts it perfectly. So add your pineapple in after everything comes off the heat. Mix it until it's well combined. Refrigerate it and let it chill out. This is going to turn out best if, like a good salsa, a chili, whatever, you let this come together and let it relax. Let it merge together. Let it meld together. And, uh, just a dream. I mean, this actually turned out really, really good. I actually, I still have plenty of it left over. I'm honestly really excited to find other uses for it. I may buy some more hot dogs. Probably not the organic chicken hot dogs. They were way too expensive for just being 
hot dogs in the end. Like I really expected like it was going to skirt that line of like a chicken sausage or something. Especially since, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really, I mean, it said hot dog. I was like, but come on, there's no way, right? It's legitimately tastes exactly like just any other hot dog I've ever eaten. Like the texture was a little bit different, but still very, very distinctly hot dog-ish. And yeah, I don't know. I just expected something else. So with the relish made and the relish resting and everything, this is where everything else gets a little bit more common for me. The relish turned out wonderfully. So now it's time to make our chicken hot dog risotto. So let me break this down for you. One cup of Arborio rice, three and a half cups of chicken stock. I didn't have any homemade. Unfortunately, I had to use better than bouillon chicken. Please use that. If you don't and you love bouillon and you love making stocks, but you don't want to cook down your own stocks, better than bouillon is by far the best brand. This is not a paid advertisement. It is just amazing. So yep, three and a half cups of chicken stock, one cup of white wine. You want something that's going to be semi-dry, not too sweet here. Two cups of freshly grated Parmesan cheese, four organic chicken hot dogs. I seared these and then I rested them, sliced them lengthwise, and then chopped them up. A half of a bag of baby spinach, which I roughly chopped. Two Roma tomatoes, which I chopped. I just had tomatoes and felt like chucking them in here because I wanted to give it a little bit more color. A half of a teaspoon of allspice, a teaspoon of red chili powder, salt and pepper to taste. So once you've got your hot dogs and everything all prepped, now is when you're going to want to start your risotto. Mix your stock and your white wine in a separate saucepan. Bring it to a boil, turn off the heat, or turn it to low. You just need this to be really hot. You just need it to be warm. You don't need to sit here and boil it because you don't want to cook it off. Toss one cup of Arborio rice into a dry skillet. Like I like to sit there and let it toast. You know, just kind of sit there and just toss it, toss it, toss it. You'll notice it'll kind of start to take on a light brown color. And now is when you want to start adding in your stock. If you've never made a risotto, this is basic risotto. You start folding in your stock mixture, your wine mixture, whatever your liquid is, about a half a cup at a time. Let the rice absorb it. Stir it constantly. You're going to let the rice absorb it all. Once you see the rice is starting to kind of stick to the pan a little bit and that liquid is mostly gone, add more. Add more, add more, add more. Continue this process over and over and over and you're going to notice that rice puffing up and up and up. And then it's going to start to get softer, softer. It, Arborio rice, even, you know, even 15 minutes in, will still have a pretty distinctive al dente crunch to it, which I like my pasta al dente, not my rice. <laughs> Definitely not my rice. Keep cooking it. Keep cooking it. I have never found, I found certain recipes that call for four cups of liquid for a risotto. I have never found that to be enough. It's always a little too under for me. Four and a half seems to me to be pretty much perfect. When you've got about a half a cup of liquid left, so you've cooked off four cups. You've got about a half a cup of liquid left in there. Now is when you add all of your other ingredients. You add your Parmesan cheese, your hot dogs, your spinach, tomatoes, everything else. Chuck it in here. Then add your last half a cup of stock. Mix this all together. It's going to get so creamy, dreamy, and you're going to just have those nice, amazing pockets of that green spinach, that nice red from those tomatoes, and then chunks of chicken hot dogs. 
I keep mentioning this and I keep going back to it, but really, I mean, this is by, it's not the worst risotto I've ever made. I can guarantee you that guarantee you that it actually wasn't bad. It was actually good. Once you get past the kind of problem really isn't even the fact that it's a hot dog. It's kind of just the textural contrast between that and the risotto, because even though the rice is softened, you know, and it's not crunchy or anything like that, there's still a distinctive textural difference between the risotto and the hot dog. It's just weird. And I was talking to Rebecca about it, you know, earlier today when I was getting prepared to record this episode, and I likened it to like a super classed up version of like a mac and cheese and hot dogs. Did you guys ever eat that when you were kids? You rock some blue box and then you boil some hot dogs and you chop them up or maybe, well, maybe not boil them, grill them microwave them, whatever, however you prepared your hot dogs, chop them up and chuck them into the mac and cheese. I used to eat that all the time when I was a kid, all the time. So you get everything else in there. You let it continue to cook and stir together until that rice is nice and tender and it's nice and creamy. Get it off the heat. You are done. So then I served a bed of risotto and I just took chicken breast fillets, plain Jane, I've done it a million, million times, so this was not a challenge at all, just seared chicken breast fillets, salt and pepper, both sides, seared them off, laid a couple chicken breasts down on top of the bed of risotto, and then covered that with the relish. And my favorite part of this, no lie, was the bite of everything together. Everything in one bite, it really, you had the sweetness of the mango and the pineapple. You had the dill flavor that you're working with from those pickles and all the other different elements that you've got going on in that relish. And then you've got the nuttiness, the saltiness of that Parmesan cheese and the stock. And then you're getting a little bit of floral elements from that white wine that was part of your stock mixture. You've got the textures with the risotto and admittedly the hot dogs, you've got your seared chicken, all this stuff together. The allspice, believe it or not, even though it's a half of a teaspoon in this whole pan of risotto, really adds just a nice sweet nuttiness to the top of this whole affair. And that red chili powder just gives it the slightest bit of heat, the slightest. You can just, just, just feel a little kiss. Now, I don't know necessarily if anybody out there is ever going to make these random recipe challenges, but I love doing these things. I love doing them, and I love stepping outside of my comfort zone. That is my promise to you guys, that I will work to step outside of my comfort zone every time I do one of these random recipe challenges. This time it was a relish. This time it was using ingredients like a dill pickle. This time it was putting hot dogs in a risotto. (laughs) (laughs) but again thank you so so much everybody that submitted ingredients and the next random recipe is going to be coming up in you know well just a couple of months i don't want to do them too too often i used to do them every like five episodes back in the restaurant days that's way too much way 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 too much So these will probably be, I don't know, I wanted this initially to be episode 10. Of course, we know how my recording schedule and everything kind of fell apart. I do apologize again for just not getting content out because I feel like I'm letting you guys down if I'm not getting out the content when I'm supposed to be getting it out. And I love you guys and I really, really appreciate you taking your time to not only listen to the show, but to be active on social media, interacting with me about the food that I'm cooking, about positivity, about all that stuff. I love you guys and I really, really appreciate all of your support. That is going to do it 
for episode 12 of Nikolai's Kitchen. I can't believe 12 episodes plus all the quick bites and stuff in here. Quick bites are going to start becoming an even bigger thing because they're so quick to turn around. And even sometimes if there's not going to be a regular episode, I still want to give you guys a recipe. I still want to talk about something that I cooked that week and let you have it. Coming up this coming Thursday, crusties. Do you know what a crusty is? Chances are, if you didn't go to Radford University, no, you probably don't. But my girlfriend did. And I got to share in this kind of little piece of nostalgia for her when we made crusties. We did a total audible. We had pizza dough and we were thinking about what we were going to do. But instead, we made crusties. Tune in this Thursday for an all-new Quick Bite to talk about that. And again, later this month, the first ever edition of Table for Two. And that's going to feature Dan of Netflix and Swell. I can't wait to sit down with Dan and just talk to him about chicken tikka masala. You guys are absolutely amazing. I love you so much and I appreciate all of your support more than you could ever possibly know. But more than that, I appreciate your patience as I work to kind of get everything under control and as I work to just kind of do everything I possibly can. All I want to do is make a good difference in this world. All I want to do is shine bright. I love you all so much. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an absolutely wonderful week. And I thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Mm-hmm.